Welcome to the Small Church Marketing Podcast. I'm your host, Dylan McCurdy. Super excited about this episode as we continue this topic of trunk or treat events. And we've got a few more episodes planned. Today we're going to be talking about promotion and how to promote and advertise this event, this trunk or treat to your community. And then we got one more episode of just me just talking about details about just the day of and the event and how it goes. And then we'll be interviewing my friend Ryan Ruppel um, tomorrow, October 7th, and we'll be uploading that hopefully right away. And so excited to see uh, what he has to share about this event and the benefit it's been there to him and his church. Without further ado, let's jump right in. Probably going to geek out a little bit today as we talk about advertising and promoting this event. It's really, uh, there's lots of events you can promote, lots of ways you can promote, um, but Facebook, or rather this Trunk or Treat, it's really just uh, one of those events. There's so many different ways to effectively get this out there. So let's jump right in. As far as just kind of a, this is a good standard for a lot of your, a lot of your events, but start advertising to the community about four to five weeks out. This gives people a chance to check their calendar. You have some people that are planners. Some people are not. They're opposite, right? They just, they'll see it whatever day you do it and show up. But some people are planners. This gets it out there for them, helps your church people, but start promoting it to the community publicly for about four to five weeks out. One of the best tools you have at your disposal, if not the best, is a Facebook event. So make a Facebook event on your church's Facebook page for this event and uh, add the graphic, the details, the location, all those things, the time. And then what this allows you to do is this Facebook will share this with people. Um, when, if they've signed up to mark interested or going, it'll share with them whenever you post in that event. It'll share with them the day of the event, the day before. And even people maybe that don't mark interested or going, if they have a bunch of friends that are going to it, it'll even shoot it to them. So really uh, a great way to promote this event. Uh, some ways to get this Facebook event even bigger and more publicized is to do a drawing. So say, hey, uh, we're going to do a drawing for a $10, $15, $20 gift card to Fill in the blank place if you share this event. You can be entered into the drawing. So just share this event, and we'll put you, put you in a drawing, and we'll give you this gift card. Uh, really great way to get a good amount of shares. And on Facebook, this is a really great way to get a lot of publicity and for a really, really cheap price. $25 in Facebook ads is not going to produce for you what this will, not even close, what this will produce. So, you know, if you have a church Facebook group, get folks on your church to share it. That, to me, is like the number one way to get this event publicized is to get people to share the Facebook event. Next year, post in the Facebook event every day leading up to the trunk or treat. About a week out. So seven days from when that trunk or treat is about to hit, start posting. Be like, hey, you're looking forward to the event. Hey, we're going to have donuts. Hey, we're going to have hot chocolate. Hey, we're going to have hayride. Hey, you know, do a couple live videos. Show them your setup. Hey, we just bought a bunch of candy. Um, got all these things, right? Just come up with little little things to post. It keeps it fresh in their mind. Make sure that, make sure they don't forget they don't forget about it. And then, uh, you know, Facebook will really push that to them. Uh, one thing I found to be really effective is just a little survey. Hey, what's your, fa- you know, what's your favorite kind of candy? And give some options. And people just get engaged. It makes them remember it, puts it on their radar uh, every day leading up to that. Um, another really effective way to get information to people and get them to sign up is a landing page on your website. Um, for the trunk or treats I've worked with, I've tried to purchase a domain that matches the trunk or treat. So that way that goes on all my uh, publicity. And that is, so like in my scenario, I'm in Marion, Iowa. So I bought MarionTrunkOrTreat.com. And that cost me with GoDaddy, it was like 12 bucks for the first year and 20 bucks from then on every year. Um, That's a really cheap way to just slap that on everything. MarionTrunkOrTreat.com. Tim Baker, one we had on, uh, bought a domain for him. LakeviewTrunkOrTreat.com. 
So in some cases, you might have to be a little unique. This is not that uh, common of an event to where people are going to have purchased this domain um, unless they're listening to this episode and they're a church across town and they bought the domain before you. Um, but it's unlikely that they uh, that this domain type of domain is unavailable. So just your city, your area, maybe even your church, trunkretreat.com. Slap that on everything. It tells people where it's at. It tells people what it is. And it really identifies it with the community, which is really what you want to do. And on this landing page, um, you know, you don't have to like make a whole new website. You can just like use a page and then you can link that, that like that domain to that page uh, in GoDaddy or whatever um, domain provider you, you purchase this through. You can just link it to that page and it just goes to your church's website where the information for this is located. If you have any questions about that, uh, shoot me an email. Um, it'll be in the description, and I can help you out with that. Um, but really great way to just easy, easily publicize versus putting your church website on there um, and then getting them over to a specific page or a church website with a backslash. Just purchase a $12 or $20 domain that takes them directly to that page. Really the best way. So a landing page on your website, have all the information there, have a sign-up sheet there. If you're all the things you're doing, just put them on there, pictures, details, like I said, the sign-up sheet, get that on there. If you don't have a website or a way to do a landing page um, for a form, a couple ways, or a sign-up sheet of some sort for people to sign up to attend this event, a couple different ways are uh, church databases have forms built in where you can really put a lot of details in that. I know with Breeze, it doesn't necessarily, like, it's not super cool looking. It's just a form, but all the details are there. You can put a little graphic on it and ask the questions you need to ask, name, email, address, those type of things. Uh, I would encourage you to make sure you get their email. If you're only if you're going to get two things, get their name, get their email. And honestly, if you're only going to get one, get their email. Like who cares what their name or name is if you they don't come or if you never contact them again, right? Get their email. Numero uno. Like uh, above all else, get their email. Um, above like how many people are coming, above their phone number, above their address, above their name even, get their email. Um, obviously, you can ask for more than that, but uh, make that required. Don't let them submit the form without submitting their email. Anyways, um, and uh, we'll get into probably some of our next series is going to be about uh, email automation and just, I think it's probably one of the biggest things that is available to us at churches that very few, if any, I know I'm trying to take advantage of it as much as I can, but very few churches are taking advantage of email and email automation uh, as much as we could. And most churches are completely unaware of it and completely um, unaware of how to use it, why to use it, those type of things. So really, I hope just hang on to the next couple series and uh, listen to email automation because it's it potentially is a game changer. And I, I sound dramatic. I sound like this is the thing. And I hate when people come on and be like, if you're not doing this thing, you know, this is the only way to go about this. I'm definitely not that way. But if there's one thing you could add, honestly, above a website, above a Facebook page, and you're sitting there probably thinking, this guy's nuts. Maybe, but like, I'll tell you right now, people in your community are not getting on your Facebook page and liking your Facebook page. People that have come to your events, even in a lot of cases, aren't getting on your Facebook page and liking your Facebook page. Uh, your your church website, if you're especially if you're a small church, probably isn't ranking super high in your area. But if you have somebody's email, it goes directly to their inbox. Directly, our email open rates are ridiculous comparatively industry, industry standard good like awesome except like we're doing a great job Ob email open rate is 25 percent i'm sitting at over 50 percent my first time visitor follow-up emails over 50 percent every single one of them and so I'm not, I'm not like bragging by any stretch because this is literally just me sending an email to somebody and them opening it so all i'm saying is like this is a huge thing and i'm way into the weeds on this and 
anyways, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kill my thunder. But anyways, it's just something that's really helpful. So get their email. I guess that was the point I was trying to get to. Get their email. So use your church databases form. Uh, if you're like, man, I don't have that, get a Google form. And then probably the best option if you don't have a website or any of this stuff is Eventbrite. And there's some other thing like Eventzilla. And there's some other things out there. The one that I've used the most and that integrates super smoothly with Facebook is Eventbrite. And Bright is B-R-I-T-E. So Eventbrite.com. Um, and you can drop pictures, graphics, videos, a bunch of information. I mean, it's just it's an awesome platform, especially if you don't have a website. I've used it for events. Uh, honestly, I've used it for events and even above my own website sometimes. Uh, just it, lay, it lays out well. They can get to, If it's a ticketed event, you can get tickets for it. And it's really fantastic. Um, yeah, it's really a great tool. Uh, and it costs you nothing if it's a free event. So uh, next thing, this is huge as well. Huge um, when it comes to this. This is probably number two. If having a Facebook event is number one, paramount. Number two is post that Facebook event. Post a link to it. Share it in local Facebook groups. So what you need to do is you need to get on Facebook and you need to find, so in my area we have Cedar Rapids events, Marion happenings, things like that. Find those type of things, Cedar Rapids buy, sell, and trade, Marion events, those type of things. Get on them, get on those groups, and honestly, they're kind of nice to be on because you find out about things, but, and post about your event. Now, don't do this every day. Do it like twice. You know, do it kind of when you start pushing it out and then like, you know, a couple times before, like a couple days or the day before, hey, here's this event. Um, but it is going to be one of the most effective ways for you to get this event out to a lot of people because there's thousands of people's people on these Facebook groups and it's totally free and it's really easy. And this is the type of thing that they, you know, is getting posted there. So it's really a great way to do that. Another thing um, that yields some, but just kind of makes the event bigger in people's mind, is there's a lot of online community event boards. So if you just search that term, online community events, um, there's places for you to submit an event. And just go through all of them and submit your event. It takes a little time, not too much. It's simple. Upload your graphic if you got one. Put the information in the time. It's a free event. All these things will ask you those questions. And just find as many as those as you can for your county, for your city, for um, cities that are around you. This is kind of a, a really it's a free way to get the information out to different people. Once again, that are looking for things to do. And this is the this puts you in a place where people are looking for an event to take their kids. They're looking for a trunk or treat. They're looking for a Halloween event to do something with their kids. And boom, your thing shows up, and that's something that they want to go do. And then some obvious things here: uh, print flyers, invite cards. Uh, I'm all for th stuff looking nice and looking professional. Um, this obviously is a way for people in your church to invite neighbors and friends in an easy way. Give them flyers, give them invite cards. Uh, on that, keep the information basic. Don't, don't, don't get too, too crazy, right? It's a trunk or treat or whatever you want to call the event. Um, here's a few things we're going to have at it. It's if you have an age limit, we do kids up to age 12. That way I don't have a bunch of teenagers showing up. I'm not really, I'm not against teenagers, but this is kind of an event that they would, um, maybe sometimes cause a ruckus at, um, and whatever. It's just, you know, it's trick-or-treating. Trunk-or-treats, they're kind of a kid's event, and so I'm, I don't necessarily advertise to get teens to come. We do other things to get teenagers to come, and this is just not that event. Now, if it is that event for you, I really wanted to do, like, a haunted hallway this year. We kind of have, like, this medieval-looking hallway at our church, and I really wanted to, like, make it kind of like a haunted or scary hallway, but I concluded it would be um, a lot of work, A. B, more importantly, it would just scare the kids, and is like funny as it may be, it just I didn't think it would be beneficial. So 
But if you had teenagers coming, that may be something that would attract them a little bit beyond just like candy. So uh, anyways, but print, print, print flyers, invite cards, get them in your pe- people's hands, and get a QR code on there. QR codes are a great way to get people directly to the page. And I think uh, one of the benefits that have come out of the pandemic is the usages of QR codes. All four, I'm probably going to do an entire episode about them in the future. But uh, the great ways people with smartphones just literally just pull out their camera, scan, it takes them directly to your web page. And that's a super easy way. You want to you want to remove barriers for people to get information about this type of event, about your stuff. So uh, I put QR codes on practically everything now uh, that we put out because it's just the easiest way for people to get directly to uh, my web pages or wherever I want them to go. Uh, print posters and take them to bulletin boards at businesses. Lots of businesses, your library, um, sometimes some of the city buildings, town buildings have bulletin boards. A lot of businesses have them. Um, banks are another one that have bulletin boards. Just go there and be like, hey, can I throw this? Can I put this poster up? We live in Iowa, so there's Fleet Farm, Tyson's. Um, they have bulletin boards. A lot of these types of places have them. And even some businesses that don't have them, if you ask, say, hey, do you mind if we put this up? Uh, they're more than, more than likely to just throw it up for you. So Really a great, just a, a very, very cheap way. Uh, print a poster at your church, take it there. Same thing, keep it simple. Uh, date, location, time, QR code, uh, website, If you, especially if you've got you know, a, a trunkortreat.com type website. Uh, slap that on there, your graphic. Um, anyway, it's just really easy way. Uh, print posters and ask church people to take them to their job. A lot of jobs have um, boards at their workplaces, you know, in break rooms, things like that and uh, just an easy way to get people to uh, promote it. Next year, we're going to take a little bit. There's probably going to be a little bit of time here spent, and that's Facebook ads, Facebook ads. Now, the number one Facebook ad I found for this event is just, and for most Facebook ads, this is not the best, okay? But for this event, is just to boost the event, boost the event. And this is going to be the easiest way to make a Facebook ad because it's all going to be internal. You don't have to go like the ads manager or anything like that. Um, depending on your size, I honestly... I know this, this sounds weird when we get into like targeting and things like that, but it just is what it is. Um, I don't target dads. I don't target men. I target women in the age group and I target parents. So I target parents with kids zero to 12 and you can do that. You just type in parents with kids or parents with children and it'll give you zero to one or zero to two. And this is two to four. And then the next one's like four to six, whatever. Um, you can target each of those groups up to whatever age group that you're desiring to have to come to this event. Um, you know, in most cases, dads are not planning this event type of thing for their kid, right? They may tag along, but they're not looking at it and being like, oh, I'm going to take my kid to that. Because like, I don't know, just, I'm not trying to stereotype anybody, but let's just be real. Um, dads aren't getting the trick, aren't getting the Halloween costumes for their kids. They're not dressing them up. They may go out with them, but at the end of the day, like moms are doing this thing. Moms are looking for this type of event. Mom's going to make this happen. So I just skip any of the wasted dollars that would be on dad's trying to promote this event. And I just, I just target women, um, women that are parents of kids. So, uh, helps you spend the most money for the specific audience you're looking for to the best of its ability. So really a great way to target those people. Um, and so Facebook ads, um, just boost your event and try to make the call to action for people to mark interested or going in the event. Sometimes it'll want you to do like a you know, get tickets or get info type thing and takes them to the website. I would try to get them to the Facebook event. Uh, that's going to be the best way for you to get them kind of locked in. From there, if they mark interested or going, you know, you can post in the in the event and say, hey, sign up. Uh, but that Facebook event is really going to be the hinge to reminding them about things. And so really a great way to get them, you know, reminded about this event constantly, not let them forget about it or those type of things. So, um, 
as far as money goes and spending it, you can kind of keep a, a gauge on it. I would figure out how much money you want to spend, and I'd start with like half of that. Um, sometimes you can really get the ball rolling really early with Facebook ads and cut them off. Um, there's never been a year that I can recall, maybe the very first year I did this, that I actually um, I actually uh, spent all that I wanted to spend on Facebook ads. Uh, usually I cut it off like the week before because it's like this is getting out of hand. And eventually I'm I'm not really going to reach that many more people uh, for what are going to come in. So figure out how much you want to spend and put that up kind of the first week. Uh, if you're going to spend $100, do $50. And put that out the first week you're going to advertise this. Let the ball get rolling and then kind of share in that. Do a couple share drawings or a share drawing and push that share drawing in your Facebook event for people that have marked interested or going. And this is where these things all kind of weave together to really, really create a snowball effect of building that event. So um, if you have any questions about setting up a Facebook ad, how to go about it, about it, uh, email me. I'll be glad to help you. Uh, some pretty simple ways now. They've really streamlined this process. Um, honestly, made it really, really simple. Uh, probably too simple uh, to some extent of how easy it is to make Facebook ads. And a lot of the algorithm changes and things Facebook has changed, um, it really is benef it's beneficial to churches because there's less people marketing so it makes things cheaper and uh, really gives churches a good opportunity for Facebook ads and um, a lot of times you know I've spent I, I've, I've managed the spending of tens of thousands of dollars on Facebook ads at this point and uh, I've never seen Facebook ads be as effective than for this event period not even close um, there's one other Facebook strategy that I've used that I've seen it be effective um that would even be in the same league or ballpark as this event. And we'll have probably a whole episode about that in the future. But man, they just really Facebook event for trunk or treat just crushes it. So, um, let's see here. Move on from Facebook ads, email people you already have contacts for. Uh, I sent an email out this week and boom, 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 got signups. Lots of people came last year. So if you have, you know, a church database email list, email those people. I've got, um, I remember five, six, seven emails already scheduled. And that's the beauty of scheduling emails. You just do it one day and you're done. You got to touch it again. Scheduled to go out to my email list. I've got 500 people in my email list at the church here from visitors to other events to bus riders, bus riders, parents, all these things. And so the week leading up to it, they're going to get three, four emails. The two weeks before, they're going to get a couple emails. They're going to get a couple texts and uh, text those people, email those people. That's the next thing here. Text people you already have contacts for. Um, you know, don't overdo it with the texting, but just, you know, don't underdo it either, right? Don't be afraid of it. Um, send flyers home with kids in junior church, your bus ministry. Um, get them to invite, get their, get their families out. Oftentimes you'll see kids that never would be there on Sunday nights. Honestly, your parents have never come to church, but they'll bring their kid back Sunday night. They'll bring their kid to the trunk or treat at the church they go to. Um, so anyways, uh, it's really, you know, send some flyers home with them to take, invite other friends, things like that. This one is um, really depends on your area. This is probably one of the most costly things that you're going to do if you do this is an every door direct mail. And it's pretty expensive. Um, I think Tim at Lakeview Baptist, they're doing one this year. And they're doing, I think, just under 2,000 pieces. And it's going to cost them 500 bucks to do this. And um, But they're in a small town. And honestly, it's probably more effective in a small town because um, they... There's only so many. There's only so many people in the, in the town, right? They're doing, like I said, less than uh, in that zip code. They're doing like eighteen, nineteen hundred homes. Um, 
and they got to have banners all over the place. So people are really, it's going to help with the development of like the, the knowledge of the event, I think in a bigger area, it's a little tougher, um, to do because you're not as able to be, you're not able to be as present in as many places as you are in smaller towns, but put a QR code on there, make it very clear. Don't clutter this thing. Uh, I know everybody has kind of a different philosophy when it comes to this type of thing. I know Tim at their church, their pastor, they, you know, decided that, you know, something like the, the man that actually paid for it said, Hey, I want the gospel in there. And that's perfectly fine. Um, get that on there. I'd say, you know, personally, if you're going to, you know, if this is like, hey, this is a one-time thing, we're never going to send, we're probably never going to send an every door direct mailer out there, but once a year, put the gospel in there. If you're like, hey, we're going to do this once a quarter, pick one of those or two of those to be a gospel presentation and pick the other two to promote an event. And that's just my opinion. But, you know, whatever, whatever you got to go with, whatever you got to do, do that. Um, But if this is like, hey, this is something we want to do, go for it, try it out. Um, The beauty of a QR code is you can get um, the QR codes, you know, some of these subscriptions will show you how many scans they have, and then you can really gauge the effectiveness of it. It's super easy for people to scan uh, the QR code, super easy for them to go to a landing page, and that really helps you gauge, okay, this was picked up out of mailbox, wasn't just chucked in the garbage, um, and people actually took the time to scan it, and that's that's a really, it's a good step. It's a good step. Even if they don't come to the event, it's a good step to get them to your website, get them to this these types of places. So, and then lastly here, uh, there's there's much more you know pieces of advertising based on your community, based on your area, and uh, that you can do. They just utilize as many as possible. But this one, banners. Um, I know Tim. They're putting banner at the front of their church. You know, they live on they their church is on a pretty busy road, and so getting that out there gets a lot of traffic. Um, goes by other people in their church because they're in a rural area. You know, people kind of live out, and so there's some folks that kind of live on some main roads to some extent. Um, and so getting those placed in the right place to put them up. So they're getting two by six banners. All it says is lakeviewtrunkretreat.com, right? And just literally just enticing people to go check it out. Um, so really, you know, don't, don't bog this banner down. This is like, they can use these every year. So don't bog this banner down with a bunch of information. Just make it easy. Make it simple. People driving by aren't going to really be able to grasp what's all on this sign. So make it simple, make it easy. And once again, the simpler you make it, the more utilization you can get out of it year over year. So, well, that concludes this episode of the Small Church Marketing Podcast. Next time, we're going to be getting into just the day of the event itself and just kind of um, some things to go through. And then we're going to go over just some extra ideas that we didn't touch on. And then looking forward to interviewing Ryan Ruppel about their trunk retreat at First Baptist Church in Bridgeport. And just uh, that was kind of the first place um, I personally was able to kind of head up this event with him. And I'll just go over some of our memories and time there and some things that they do. I believe they're doing a drive-through trunk or treat this year, and they've done that a few years. And so really great crowds they have there. Um, so looking forward to talking to him and uh, reminiscing and just going over some you know, thoughts and things like that, uh, planning that we recall going through. And then I also confirmed Pastor Josh Cox from Durham, North Carolina, is going to get on here, and we're going to talk about follow-up. When I first moved to Iowa here, it's definitely a, a concern and a burden on my heart was follow up. We got visitors walk through the door. We get people that we have good context without soul winning. And it's like, okay, what next? And, uh, Josh, they, there, they had, uh, he had recently kind of been going through, uh, that, that with their church and going, I think re- reinstituting some things and, uh, with follow up. And so he was super passionate about it at the time. So I called him and talked to him, got some really great stuff. And so hopefully, uh, he'll be able to share that with us and with you on this podcast. Looking forward to that. And, uh, so that's going to be here in a couple of weeks. We'll get that uploaded. And then 
we're going to be talking about email automation and just email in general at the church level. And so I really, really encourage you to listen to those episodes. If you're like, hey, none of this is helpful to me, Dylan, and um, you know, this isn't any good, just hear me out on those episodes, okay? Email, email automation. I think it can be a game changer. It's cheap. Um, honestly, it can be free. Um, or you can do it with like maybe programs you already have. So it's really, really cheap, especially for what you get out of it. And um, I think it's a, man, it's just something I know we've benefited from it and really haven't even tapped into all that it offers. So if you could just, if I could plead with you to listen to, I probably think this in the future too, like, man, it's just this episode. If you listen to this episode, it'll help you. But right now, this is the episode I think will help you is email automations. And so I just really encourage you, if you've made it all the way through this episode, God bless you. But if you made it all the way through, and you're looking for, you know, a little more, something a little different, whatever, just, just humor me and listen to a couple more about email automations. They'll be coming soon. But anyways, I don't know. I'm begging you to listen to this podcast, but I just think it'll be helped you. But anyways, uh, thanks for listening to this episode, making it this far, almost all the way through. If you've made it this far and you haven't subscribed yet, I mean, come on now, come on now. You know what you need to do. Just do it. Subscribe. So that way you don't miss another episode. I'm kind of like, I just had lunch at Taco Bell. So I'm a little like, a little little hyper right now so I apologize but um, if this has helped you at all leave us a review leave us a rating really appreciate that and uh, hope this was a help hope these episodes all in all we got lots of interviews that we'll be doing lots of content so it's gonna be a great time thanks for joining us on the small church marketing podcast where we help small churches do big things in their communities we'll catch you on the next episode